From the Financial Times in London, I'm John Murray Brown and this is FT News. Traders in the financial markets have for some time relied on computers and complex mathematical algorithms to do their job. Now, new research led by Cambridge University has identified the central role of gut feelings in the choices and decisions of the most successful traders. Joining me to discuss this study is our science editor, Clive Cookson, and Roger Blitz, the FT's currencies correspondent. Clive, first of all, what is this research and who is behind it? There's a group at Cambridge and Sussex universities. It's led by a very intriguing figure called John Coates, who was himself a financial trader on Wall Street. He retrained as a neuroscientist and has really got into the psychology of trading. In this case, he rounded up 18 traders at a London hedge fund, promised anonymity, so we won't say which one, and studied the way they responded to their body. He calls it gut feelings. The way it's actually measured is to see how sensitive you are to your own heartbeat. You sit still, so your heart isn't racing. You're not allowed to touch your body to take your pulse. And you have to say over a period, a random period, which could be anything from seconds to minutes, how many times your heart has beat. And he found that the best traders, the ones who made the most money and stayed in the game longest, and it's a very, very hard, stressful game, were much the best at estimating it. It's only a small sample, 18, but the link was statistically strong enough for him to put this into a peer-reviewed journal, one of the nature stable called Scientific Reports. And Roger, what do you think of the implications of these findings? To what extent, for example, does it undermine the accepted wisdom that markets know best and challenge the view that human participants will never be able to outguess and outperform the markets? Well, markets don't know best. It's certainly the case at the moment. It's a very, very uncertain market with a lot of low volatility. Uh, I think it will be uh, in some ways welcomed by certain market participants, if only because the pace of technological innovation in markets has gone very, very fast. And some of those people who might actually welcome it also are the regulators who are in fact trying to understand what algorithmic trading is and whether it itself can be manipulated. One of the problems we've had in markets in recent years is this whole sense of manipulation of the market. It's created a great deal of scandal. And that has made a rush towards the idea of taking out the human component of it and therefore relying on machine to provide things like the daily fix in FX and other various other assets. But there is still this sense of trying to understand markets in uncertain times. And what we saw, for example, with Brexit was actually a great rush by banks to actually fill their trading rooms with people in order to try and understand some of these moves. And I think the more uncertain markets become, there's no doubt that we are in uncertain times, the more that clients are going to say, well, okay, you give me an algorithmic sense of where the market's going, but I want to understand it more, and the human element of that will will help them. This study was undertaken, Roger, at the time when the markets were very volatile towards the tail end of the Eurozone crisis, 2011. Right. And since then, I think we've had we had um, a huge amount of shocks in the last 12 months. We had the August China 
currency devaluation. We had the January shock of oil prices and further China devaluation. And we've had Brexit as well. And all these things, markets fear are going to be happening more frequently, particularly when we have further political risk down the line. And what are the implications for companies in the in the trading sector? How can they harness these these findings, do you think, Clive? Well, I think that it means that they have to keep some, not some, quite a large number of humans on board because what John Coates and his Cambridge team says is that the human brain part of this can be done by a computer, but it's the brain and the body working together. It's the sort of the animal instincts, the gut instincts that are almost impossible to simulate with any known computer or any computer on the horizon. I think this will give a nudge, just a small nudge, in the direction Roger was saying. I think I think one of the issues is actually the experience of the trader, of yes. the human. Uh, these are sufficiently uncertain times that you actually want to go back and, and a client is going to want to say, well, how much experience have you had in foreign exchange to help me determine how to price this event or this forthcoming event. Uh, and I think what what is interesting is whether such future studies are going to help differentiate between what you might call uh, a young trader, a more able-bodied trader, with the ability to absorb huge amounts of data over long periods of the, of the day, and more experienced traders who might have that knowledge, but, but is actually physically less capable. Yes, in this study, the most experienced traders, the ones who'd been actively trading for eight years or more, scored close to 80%, I'm guessing, estimating their heartbeats. The young ones who'd only been there a year or two were at 68%, which is a big difference given the statistics of this study. The longer you last, the better you're listening to your gut instincts. Quite how one correlates with the other is not certain, but... The scientists think that it's not that the experience makes you sensitive to your body, it's the people who are sensitive to what's going on in their body, unconsciously, last longer. Yes, I mean, to give it another broader perspective, it's that algorithms you know, look back in history in order to help clients and traders determine future patterns. And The ability to read some of the complications that are going on in, for example, the way central banks determine whether to raise rates or not or or whether to cut rates is, is monumentally complicated on a daily, weekly basis. And in some respects, algorithms are simply not going to help you shape those patterns. They're actually going to be perhaps distorting. It's a a very, very complicated time. And and that actually helps the whole idea that gut instinct, a gut sense of reading, say, how the Federal Reserve Chair, what what she is thinking on a month-by-month, week-by-week basis, trying to interpret uh, how people speak the idea of whether we raise rates, is something that machines just don't have the capacity to understand. So finally, for both of you, what is the significance, do you think, of this research in the wider debate about man against machine? Where does it make a contribution? I think that until we get some sort of hybrid of the sort of silicon part of the machine and the biological part of the machine, 
you're not going to get a machine that works as well as humans. And I'm talking decades in the future. I think we should look out for future terminals of particularly political risk. We should see how banks and others want to make the client more comfortable when you've got the US election coming up, you've got French and German elections coming up. I think you will find this dependence on algorithmic trading backed up by by more uh, voice-to-voice discussion between traders. I think we're going to see more people employed in the FX industry than, uh, say, we've had in the last few years. Okay, so the brave new world may be some ways off yet, but that piece of research is obviously going to generate lots of interest amongst traders and scientists. Thanks so much, Clive and Roger. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.